Nothing like a good bottle of chalkboard. Nothing like it at all. I just knocked one out and I'm having a beer right now. In vino vertaz, which translates to something along the lines of within the wine comes out the truth. In vino vertaz, or something like that. In the wine comes out the truth. And may the truth set me free. So I got about some of that right, but forgive me because I'm only some Italian, so actually less than half. And if you think about it, I'm almost positive that that came out at least 80% right. So on top of what I'm drinking, how much Italian I am, remember that this is my second bottle. So there's room for a 10% error, I would think. Because, yeah, I gotta say I did pretty good. I mean, really, the fact that I got any of it even close to being right, it's pretty damn good if you knew me. But then again, I may be biased, because since I'm being honest now, I gotta say that I'm partial to being coddled, and all the compliments that may come with it. Because when they're received, I feel, oh. <laughs> and on top of that, any sort of self-gratification that I can do to myself along those same lines, let me tell you, last night, around 11, 11.30, oh, the ice cream, oh, that I had frozen, just perfect. Creamy, oh, and mixed, get ready for this, with an A&W border, outer and inner, and it was all on me. God, only A&W can make it this climactic, because while indulging in that sweet, savory flavor, it made my mouth go, ah, as it came three times before the clock struck 11.10. Three after on my second cup. I would have gone more, but I have to exercise self-control. If I didn't, between me and you, I would have ate the whole goddamn bucket of it and been happy in the morning. Fuck you at night. But a guy's got a dream, right? So by saying that, in the wine comes out the truth. Or something damn close. Now, the truth serum tonight, it's a good one. At least for me. Goes by the name of Chuckboard, which immediately caught my eye while at the store as I walked down the aisle preparing to do the routine of what I know on when I buy wine. It gets me from point A sobriety to... Point B, passed out. Sleeping sound and waking up too early. <laughs> but that's what happens when you find a nice bottle such as this. Normally it would be a bit of a chore because of what's available to me today. It leaves me no other choice than to scour whatever piece of the internet is going to spurt out the quickest and most reliable review that I might want to listen to at that moment. Guiding me in whatever wine isn't going to do whatever rot cut won't. I like to bet on sure things. I don't have all the time in the world, and I like to know when I take the shot, it's the money shot. It counts. This one, though, chalkboard didn't require a review. It saved me some time, and this rarely happens. Otherwise, it would have been spent face-fucking my phone for at least five minutes, and then forgetting every last one of those because of the chalkboard and the fat lady in front of me in the checkout line. I grabbed these three bottles, and I ran to go pay. Got the hell out, wasn't behind a butt slow as molasses and bigger than the Bertha, and on the drive home, wished this was a twist-off, but thanked myself it wasn't because I would have made a poor choice and found myself in a place wallowing in my own regret the morning after. I need not worry of that, though. Cork it had, and assumption this was much more then. This was a purchase done three times over for a bottle of wine I've never even heard of before up until the point that I only read the label. Saw the name, Chalkboard, 
and thought it best to not buy one but three. And on my way home, it made such an impression because of what it really is to me that I'm still playing out pieces and parts of it in my head as it breaks the monotony away from the California salesman, which is on every corner, stoplight, stop sign, crosswalk, park bench, stoop corner, block, block party, parking lot, and everywhere else, trying to sell me roses, bean pies, or oranges or door that they so graciously had opened for me and held. It required more than the original agreed-upon payment of good karma to find satisfaction in them. As a little coin is the bonus every door holder in life, hell-bent on doing it for you whether you like it or not, demands, or just annoys, and bugs, and then uses it to do the exact thing that they are telling most people is the reason they're here doing it. Because getting food didn't involve the $5 rock dealer right around the corner in the back alley of where the door was held. Which doesn't bother me. To each their own and every man has to have a vice. And every woman deal with a man or two that can't get that vice under control. But for his own sake, he lost the karma that he got from holding the door in the first place. It seems like that's something you'd want to save up if you're a believer in it because... When life has taken notice of you to the point that it's beat the shit out of you, down to the point where you're holding doors and dreaming of hay pennies and people who didn't see you coming be just stopping in from out of town and are kind enough to give you a Lucy and think nothing of it. When you're pinned and about to take the three count. I think it's just made up by whoever needed to make the dollar and a cent that day. And that's what he came up with and he rolled with it. So when I give out, I want to get something back. Meat and potatoes. Give take. I want a fucking award. Karma don't work. You know how many doors I've held this year alone? We're not even a third of the way through it. 133. 23 of those were for old ladies. Six of them were for people like that guy off the movie Goonies. And before you say it or think it, don't. Because I'm going to cut you off and say, it's not Chunk. That was the fat kid. Or I'm sorry. That was the person on Goonies who liked ice cream a lot. That was Jeff Cohen, the young Jewish lad who had played Chunk. But you're going to have a hard time recognizing him now, because he looks more like a Nazi than a survivor. I mean, white supremacist. Or member of the Aryan Brotherhood, AB, if you've been in prison. They run that shit. A KKK, white sheet ride, Klansman type. An extra for the supermarket scene in American History X. Or, he just looks like one of those white guys that chose to shave their head and not get fat. Watch out. Go figure, the contrast is staggering. It wasn't uh, the token of the time. Which, I guess now times have changed because you don't see Jonathan in many movies anymore. Or, anybody that uh, looks like him. Not in anything biggest. No, I'm not talking about mouth. That was Corey Feldman. The Feldman one, not the Haim one. The Haim's dead. Drugs. Feldman's on drugs too. He just didn't die. He's got issues. Ate too much pizza. And since when is a Cory ever a token character in a film that took place in the 1980s? Either of the Corys were no, no tokens. They were fixtures. You could always tell them apart because there was the one who didn't know how to close his mouth and the one who wouldn't shut up. And you can guess which one of those is still alive. Things back then were different, less complex. Life was a laugh a minute when you knew that any minute data was gonna pop up on the scene and crack you up. I'm talking about Data, and I wasn't talking about Star Trek The Next Generation. And no, the token guy was from Reading Rainbow who was on Star Trek The Next Generation, and he was black. But for you to know that, all I would have had to have said is his name. You remember LeVar Burton? 
Not too many Lavars out there running around anymore. That was a dead name up until he got that Kuta Kinte part. And then go figure, that year, 77-78, had the biggest spike of Lavars this country, this world, and these times have ever seen. So, for the ones out there still left, you either hate that show Reading Rainbow, or love the next generation. I'd say you might have been fans of the Roots miniseries, but that's impossible, because nobody to this day has named any of their kids Kuta Kinte. So, must have just been big fans of Lavar. He has that way about him. And all you Lavars out there trying to ride his coattails, I'm waiting for somebody to live up to the reason your parents thought they were doing the world such a goddamn favor. Because the black people got the token card passed to them in the 90s. If you remember, reading Rainbow, that was the 80s. LeVar Burton, he was no token, at least not in the 80s. LeVar Burton was natural actor, pure Hollywood. Damn, that guy can act. And if you remember, so could all those other overnight sensations that came on the big and little screen and everywhere else in the 90s. But that's because that was in the 90s when the tokens changed, which happened around New Year's Eve of 89. During that time, it was the passing of the torch. No longer would we see young Jonathan Luke in all those blockbusters. Short Round. Everybody loved Short Round. The little karate kicking Chinaman. Oh, he was great. Every time he would say a line, everybody would just laugh and laugh and laugh. Which shows the true genius Spielberg is by bringing him to the Goonies play the exact same character and just wait for the checks come a-rolling in. This should jog your memory. Temple of Doom ring any bells? Yeah, it does. Wish I had points in that. I had my money on one of those Dudley Moore comedies. But who'd have thunk? Goonies and Temple of Doom beat all Vegas odds and receive way more laughs than Dudley Moore ever could have, thanks to one guy. And you gotta love Spielberg for not letting anybody get exploited and used for something other than their talent. Because race were being exploited, then he would be named Michael Bay. And he would have given Short Round a rocket launcher and a Mac-10. Along with what I'm sure would have been a couple extra custom moves that he would have had some of the great masters design specifically to Jonathan's build. And leave him with something that lasted past the red carpet. And that would be those additions to his already packed catalog of kicks and punches that are not still happening because it's not Brand. That's Josh Brolin. He played Brand. He had the headband and the bike, and he went on to some notable fame. He's still going strong. Took him a while, but once the Coen brothers got a hold of him, the other Jews, not the one who played Sloth, but the one who did No Country for Old Men, those guys, they hooked up Brand, and we're talking about Brolin, for the same reason I'm talking about Jonathan Luke right now. The token, the Chinaman who was in everything back in those days from big name producers, which is surprising because he wasn't Cohen. Normally it would go like that, but it must be a sympathetic way to try to get something back for what we did in Vietnam. So we gave him Temple of Doom alongside Harrison Ford, which really says a lot about Spielberg's courage and the risks that he was willing to take during that time because Jonathan Luke appears again playing the exact same guy. And we loved him. We loved him so much that we gave him the 80s. If everything did work exact as it did, then all would have been lost and not a person would know what the hell I'm talking about if I said 
Schindler's List. But you gotta give it to Spielberg and going against the motto of his people by, in fact, screwing Cohen from the sidekick role with Indy and the white bitch on top of next to the fat kid jock cheerleader and large that were on the run from an Italian family that were for some reason in Nowheresville, Oregon, but yet had just done every crime the mafia had ever committed, been tried for, and then they escaped and were on the run all in a day's work, but brought back into the mix of things from a fat white kid, ignorant as one could be, that cannot control himself. I'm talking about six slots is what these people were like. And there's no speculation. Initially, I had thought somebody was having a good haha and joking around with me when the yell came in my direction, causing me to turn around and think, huh, it's a damn good slot. As he approached, the gentleman beside me nudged me and said, around even the thought of ice cream cookies or any food at all, and it turns out to be a blessing in disguise as food is the true hero of this movie and the baby root that was the key the fat kid used to lure out the retard friend him, forcing him change sides and kill his Dago family and his Wap mom with his bare hands, then bring all the gold back home. Not back home to the ones that found all the people I just spoke of, no, it stayed on a boat and if you look at the captain's log from that voyage, you'll know it's bound for one place, with no stops in between, Israel. And it was believable because of the superhero, the retarded to the point that he is the face of all retards even to this day, and the fact that we can't say that word because people laugh when they beat their chests as they do it. Back when that movie came out, that's the last thing you ever would have thought would have came of it. Because the fat kid, ignorant, the cheerleaders, typical, the jock, dumb, beautiful, the Chinese kid, or Asian, smart as a whip, funny, talk different, the Feldman, the mouth, still a Feldman with the mouth, the Italians, we love them all, and we celebrate, even to this day. But I guess that was because Spielberg directed it, and he's got a card too. It's a token that shines brighter than any other token, when you need to find a rebuttal for somebody asking that question. Jewish. While I tried to keep the focus, found it hard from having to take charge of my right hand to rub the bruise. That not-so-gentle nudge is gonna leave down there on my ribcage. My knee-jerk reaction at the time was to grab a hold of him and throw him to the slots, the wild beasts, and then make a loud noise or just stomp on the ground and clap my hands until he got to have a taste of some of my cooking that always goes down best when cold. But the moment of enlightenment struck first and seemed to be a fair trade-off, as now I finally understand the reason for all those bones I got caging me up down there. Because up until now, I never really saw the point. I wasn't a karate master, so... Before you uh, jump on the American moment, I should have seen it coming way about you and call me a retard for not knowing basic physiology and the anatomy that goes with it. I'd say, good get, yes, I would have been got, but this man right here that I suspect is having a sexual relationship with a beast in the wild called a sloth, and on top of that, can you kick my ass? 
continuing to inform me on how Slots, the animal, not the should-be Oscar-winning actor, that if I was going to poke fun at them as slow as they are, I should either do it alone in my house, share a laugh with the mirror, or at least use someone from that movie that wasn't so pigeonholed in a stereotype and sold out to us precisely as that, like maybe the smart Chinese kid or Josh Brolin the jock with the headband, or the uh, all-around average guy, kid went the Lord of the Rings career, and uh, was there a Mexican there? I don't know. Legit retarded people. Some kids, some... I don't know. Big heads, all the same. Maybe, I don't know, half of them, if that, gave me a thank you. Or even acknowledged it. So, if we're being picky about karma and paying it back, those of you that say, the ones that say thank you, is enough. And that's a swell payback for the work I put in. Fine. Whatever. Chuck it off. 62. So I got 62 people. 50. 59 people, three retards, big heads, who didn't even acknowledge me, short of fuck you, is what I figure they're thinking, is they got to save their energy, as I wasted mine. Because in my head, when I do this, it's not for nothing. This isn't Mr. Joe selfless, you're looking at it kind of guy. I do it because I'm selfish, to the point that I'll give and take. I don't want to take everything, but when I give, I expect. Now, is that wrong? And so I didn't, and I forgot it, because I'll have to remember that all again the next time I'm out for a stroll, or a drive, or just go outside, in any place that doesn't have a gated entry. The wild, wild west is one way to put it, and, my friend, that's just a term, believe me this is. But who was I to talk? Well, we'll get to that. Let's talk about the chalkboard first, though. We're still on that. Getting straight to the point, I'll tell you now that if the point is much more than just the wine, it's going to take a little more to get across because the universe is where we're going. And the board, that's just the plank I'm using to jump off and begin to take it somewhere a little more complex. Or relevant, not nearly as chalky though. I'm looking at my three bottles as I got home and the question popped into my head on the kind of man I was. Was I back to taking risky decisions? It couldn't be. There's no time in my life for second guessing because I'm confident in the choices I make. And I knew that the instinct that told me to get three of these bottles was the right, because it was mine. And I'd been through this kind of scenario before with many uh, items that I've bought over the years. I know when I'm a sucker, and when I got got. And when somebody got me, how it felt to get pissed, and then start stewing and let it turn into mad to top off the stew and then just feel stupid. And tooken, then taken, and then broken, because I was broke and dumb for buying something just based on instinct, being sold from the packaging and the idea the world outside brought to me. No, this I was 100% not just like the video game South Park for the Nintendo 64 turned out to be. I would not want to hit myself later on tonight for all the coin forever lost to my rush for happiness. I wasn't back to making poor choices or risky decisions. When the decisions I make turn to the ones of a more riskier nature, there is a proven path up to that, and a couple telltale signs that should be red flags for me before anything gets done. I won't be partaking in a bit of AIDS after these bottles are done later on in the night, with possibly a whore that I may find in the storm drain or gutter, or maybe crazy back alley outside my bedroom window, whom of which I'm sure would be comfortable with allowing me to indulge in a bit of extreme carnal pleasure, and if the moon is out, sadomasochism 
before ending the night with a foggy brain and blood on the machete and AIDS for the rest of my life? I don't think so. All that was on my mind was, who were the minds behind the name Chalkboard? As I looked at this label, puzzled, but deep into my own fantasy, which is a place that the fantasy is good and not of the nature that I would have been able to live out with that lady of the night, the poor choices kind of lifestyle surely would have brought me to. Then it would include people who think along the wavelength that I live along. The closest example I could think to say would be the Simpsons, is what goes on in a perfect world to me. And then the light turns off in there and monkeys and organ grinders start playing conga drums and bashing cymbals. And then I go to bed. These men would say to each other after discovering the taste of the wine I'm holding in lab coats and with a eureka moment they'll never forget with crazy hair and beakers carefully placed along many a tables and stethoscopes even. The room mimics the exact room I know has this stuff happen, which is my seventh grade science class and the only room I've ever seen. So that's the only thing my brain can use to put these two pioneers in for my fantasy to become something that gives me the... <laughs> One says, Well, Petrovich, we've done it. What do you mean, Studebaker? We've hit it. Studebaker, you are serious? Let me taste. Sawmill Strikerbachers. Studebaker, we've done it, damn it. You're right. I've got just the name for this. Both at the same time, they say, Chuck board! And they toast the beakers, and, you know, it fades out after that. Because it's such a name that makes no sense. And that's why I bought it, for the reasoning behind the name. It's not even the name itself. It's the idea that manifested the name and brought it here. To give a little moment on top of the buzz that I'm surely going to have. And uh, thanks to the universe that I'm not alone. Because whenever I felt that, I could always go down to the local Ralph's and pick up a bottle of chalkboard and have a smile. But that would be me just lying again about how stupid of a name chalkboard is and I'll never be able to take it seriously. Ever. For the rest of my life. And couldn't buy this all the time because if a woman were here and by the time it was over and bottle two had just begun, I would find myself in a place where my hand isn't beginning to bug me, looking to exercise. I would hope that I had anything else because every time I would look at that bottle, a smile would come on my face and the idea of me is going to move more towards the shady part that doesn't get laid and has to play with his hand, all because of chalkboard. It's the dark and the light. This bottle is red. It has nothing to do with grapes, chalk, or anything at all to do with that name. The men behind this were true geniuses. Put chalkboard on the label and be done with it, is how it went, and the taste will sell itself. And they brand it in a way that makes no sense in a world that doesn't come cheap and really says a lot about the way they operate. Because if you're behind this wine and your partner's Studebaker, you're Petrovich, and you finally made the grape spit out something worth a damn in the first time for the last five years you had to deal with that money pit, are you going to just say, good, chalkboard, let's do it, get it done? and then spend your investors 500000 to maybe a million here in California directly to Ralph's for just the right to put it on the shelf I found it? Maybe in someone else's fantasy. Not in this reality. The thought ballooned after it blossomed and was another way to describe who I am from hope that came with it about a time in my life that will never happen. But it could. And I hope that it will because I imagined myself for some strange reason 
I am uh, standing somewhere in a place that I can't quite tell yet, but I know that the bottle chalkboard is involved because I'm serving wine to a gentleman, and on my face, when serving it, would be an unmistakable attitude that would almost be like if you were reading an Archie comic book and Jughead was hungry, over his head might be something that would be telling the reader, as the reader should know, Jughead, when it is he's hungry. With the Archie-esque style comic balloon, with the circles to signify thinking, and maybe inside that something that would show us that Jughead is in fact in pain and needs to eat. Generally, words that weren't words that aren't words yet, but we know them as meanings for physiological deficiencies work best. Ug, erg, garble, nubel, gur, rangtwak, ruble stop, and kick a bobble. I may have made a couple of those up, but I think they would still work. Charzel, woozle, bamboozle, zoozle, hoozle. And from what double digest truth I can retain right now, I'll say that Jughead was more than a supporting character in this endless drama that still goes on today, but rather a key player in the dynamic that the Archie world somehow did it so well that still to this day they're telling the exact same jokes with the same stories, just with different props. It mattered not what sticky situation old Archie and Jughead found themselves in, because with the help of the jalopy to get him out of there, <sighs> Jughead he would always come to save the day and find a hamburger soon after at the one and only place that Jughead will ever be seen inhaling all that grade A beef. Pops on the corner of whatever corner Pops is on. Find him in his booth. America loves a good hamburger. And from what Wimpy told the ratings boys way back in the 43 to 49 is that if you talk about hamburgers, People will pay attention. Bringeth the phrase, if you buy me a hamburger today, I'll pay you back Tuesday. Although now it's been skewed to what America really is, and Taco Tuesday won the popular vote on which side of beef and bread this generation wanted the focus to be on. You'd have thought this comic book, excuse me, Double Digest, came directly from the mines on Madison Avenue, but I can't see those madmen approving Miss Grundy or Weatherby as staples in this piece of Americana nostalgia for me that takes me back to a child being in grocery stores, finding another thing to want out of boredom and produce. But like the wine, I'll chalk this to the board as another question that I really don't need to waste the time with trying to find an answer because the words spent on it already overpaid my dues into reading for a lifetime. Which, with the little cartoon bubble above my head, maybe a little to the right, is going to also show through to the people who actually take drinking wine serious and treat it more as an art rather than just a drink. And the line, Would you like a fine bottle of 2017? Chuckboard, kind sir. And he responds, Why, yes, I would. Thank you, young man. And then as I pour the bottle, I'm impressed. As he prepares to indulge and treat his senses to a glass, I play out, which is nothing more than I imagine a routine, as I execute the perfect pour. 
in such a serious manner, the gentleman salivating from the lips could only marvel at what proficiency I had displayed, as to the last drop, the turn stopped at the perfect degree. Just a compliment all should give when serving this red Malbach chalkboard to a gentleman such as this, as he would receive this pour and taste the magic. It really wasn't. And then things would change, because I can see myself watching him roaring with laughter inside while maintaining a professional demeanor and presentation of myself as a front. What it is I see in that name is the reason to live. As my life, I try to lead as climactic as possible with everything I do. No different than the ice cream that wasn't a mistake is the chalkboard I just poured and him watching me look at him like I had seen Eddie Murphy raw for the first time but had to keep quiet because my mom was sleeping and would have kicked my ass if she knew I was watching Eddie Murphy raw at eight years old. It was hard to hold in. As he drank, continuing to my duties of whatever goes on the side of one that pours wine for people. People who actually take drinking wine seriously. They treat it more as an art rather than just a drink. Like a good Snapple apple always proved to be on a lazy Sunday in the shade. Oh, so many years ago, hanging out with your best swells and coming down off another adventure maybe. Something you surely would remember. It would make for great conversation at a time like now. No. Maybe another comparison might do. It would be as if you were at an art show, possibly at the Guggenheim, and while with your friends, perusing and critiquing and marveling at all the pieces that truly are examples of man's chance to be infallible before they weren't. As the Rembrandt passes by and the more obscure works of the Asclat catches your eye. But you cannot deny the Van Gogh that sits aside what you're not sure but appears to be that of an Alfred E. Newman stacked right beside it in the same presentation at the same time to the same people who waited in the same line and expecting to get the same kudos courtesy and critique as that van gogh taking up space right next to it because the truth of these two pieces lies exactly in how i tell it as i am the one able to do just that and my only influence is passing out too soon to not finish the thought that would tell you that Alfred E. Newman is more interesting, fun to look at, and one everybody would rather have hanging in their mausoleum-style wing of the country house that affords the space necessary to allow this luxury, so that they could show it off and with pride, because everybody knows an Alfred E. Newman, and the consensus say majority rules on what it says to the world, as opposed to the never-ending interpretation so many still feel it necessary to do when standing in front of a Van Gogh. As many of these mixers I have known and can't forget, the words that come out of their mouths never change and always can be picked apart after you smell them out with ease. Because it's the bullshit kinda feel that makes one man's critique of a Van Gogh into anything more than that that brings me back to the wine. Because all that's necessary was what you said thinking about the Alfred E. Newman, and I said looking at it. <laughs> Walk on. Any more is mustard. And we didn't need that on the sandwich I'm serving. Just right there is a line that will not stick, but I hope it does, because that came right from the gold part of where I store words that might end up popping up in Bartlett's if I put them together right. That's a fact about the Newman, and whether you are one to admit it or not, you cannot deny the truth in that fact, and your head 
It will force you to agree that the Van Gogh sucks. And it's only good because somebody else said it's good. And if you get to the point in life where you got nothing else to do but look at what other people tell you for the express purpose of that other people who are at that same point in their life will look around and know that you too don't know what the fuck to do with your life so you're acting as if this pile of paint is better than a mad magazine because that's what everybody else would be reading. And you're better than them. This just adds to the entitlement or subtracts from the humanity. Two, the connoisseur of a wine only fine would be how most might think of you that would know you best. If anybody knows you well at all, but the ones who you invite over, they would never bring a bottle of chalkboard. That would be an insult. That would be like face-fucking a whore in an alley and not leaving a tip past the tip. And you wouldn't stand for that. You being this person. This person, if they were that whore who just got unloaded on, would fight back and let it be known that when they scratch, they dig in. And when it bleeds, your hepatitis C's spreads and redeems you, validates the man you are or the whore you could have been if anybody was so foolish to disrespect the everything that is you. You would not let it stand, but standing you are and looking at me as my fantasy plays out, and able to read what I am thinking. It explains the laugh I cannot stop as it roars in my head, looking only at you. It says that I know what you know, and that I know that you know that you know that I know what's in store for the rest of your life. When you just enjoyed that chalkboard, it invalidated everything that you say is truth and the only thing to be known about this person that is you. Chalkboard never made it to Wine's Top 100 ever for 2000. Nor did it 16, 15, 14, 13, or any year before that. Didn't even make it to the Top 1000. No. The complex aromas were a little too complex for that judge. And the plum and blackberry combination, I believe, of nutmeg mixed with everything you never wanted to say to a person quite like me. Our ways will part. You will do what you do and I will be who I'm trying to be. At some point, we'll both be gone. What comes after? An eternity of something. We'll figure that out when it comes. But until that point, remember, you know the same things that I know about what you know. By knowing that, this is just a point in your life that you know, I know, that you're a phony, a fake, wallowing in the regret that you will forever be stuck in and coddled by and changed until life says I've had enough and it's too late. The chance never happened as the past is prologue. That uncertain future is about to be met by you with certainty. What may be written if it were true about the life you led would have been tattered with regret and putting an asterisk next to anything people thought you did right because you cheated the person who you could have been to be the one just better at telling lies and wondering why it is I'm still looking at you. As I make notice to the cup off to the side of my pouring office and the coin that is slowly filling up in it, and the question now is provided to you that I am asking without saying a damn thing on where's my tip. Because to afford that luxury is to embrace all the rules that go with it. Which 
was just a thought, and it kept me going with a smile, which I have to think is pretty good way to go about your thinking through the day, if that's the outcome of 90% of what goes on. And I promise you it is. As a less serious way about me is one that I have found to be the one that really is me. No longer will I fight this drive to make it somehow turn into something that sounds like might be a good fit for me. That's not me. I'm of the different brand. The ones you don't see too often. I do like Van Gogh. And maybe I was too harsh on it. I understand. But the Alfred E. Newman is the better piece, no matter what I had said. All you have to do is think about it. You see, Chalkboard gets my five-star review before I'm even drinking the first bottle. It didn't matter if it tasted like turpentine and reeked of vodka mixed with Vicodin tablets from Kaiser Permanente and topped off with a McCormick's gin and a Charboy teaser for those who know what that is. Yeah, I'd rank it up 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10 or 2 thumbs up based on the moment it's already given me. I believe this stems back from a point in my life where I started to realize all the funny things that are everything that make up all of it. It just took a different way to wake up and learn how to start going about it. Goofy. Or on the other side of the bed, which isn't the wrong. Lord knows it's not what they say is right, but it does the trick. This first happened during the time when I was with another person who could appreciate chalkboard in the same way I could. At my sister's house, where I stayed for the summer, and unknowingly to me at the time, am able to look back at it now as truly a period of growth in my life from all the life I never would have known if I never ended up on that couch in the middle of the living room. In a house that as much as it would have been great to have said at the time was only owned by my sister or rented for that matter. And staying in a living room was just a way of giving myself the best possible place that I could feel at home in because I would have a little room to spread out and be myself. Something everyone needs in their becoming something worth a damn in this life. This was not that house. Four to six other roommates, not including all of their friends, which come with all the stuff kids like that tend to have with them, which are the friends of the friends and the libations needed to keep the other friends and the ones on top of that and the ones that do cocaine and the ones that smoke it. And then there's the ones that shoot things. And then there's the ones that do other things. All of those people doing all of those things was about what I remember best. Because at the time, well, at the time, it was good at the time. I'm not one to bitch. My sister can be from time to time, but we'll chalk that up. Not like the bottle we're talking of, but just from the girls way about. How girls tend to be about stuff more particular from time to time, and they're less accepting of living within a bomb in the middle of a living room in a house that a party was always on the menu. So either learn to do it in your sleep or go all night long. During one of those lazy summer days, we found ourselves hungry and with no food anywhere in sight. Not even ramen which I'm going to assume is because the people in that house are millennials, not of my generation, and smarter when it came to what it is I'm going to have as a last resort thing to eat in my first place, in case it gets to that point where I'm that broke and might die, 
Ramen wasn't the answer to anything, nor was being that broke that you may die a question that would ever come up from anybody's thoughts that lived in that house or worries. Difference in times and upbringings, I think, but a ramen would have been nice. We had to resort to a luxury that is provided to any soul who finds themselves in a college town because the sandwich shops are a plenty and every one of them are plenty good, plenty cheap, and plenty right around you, wherever you are, if it's a college town. Outside of that, get fucked. Find a Shalotsky's and a freaking hour and a half for the whole thing to be done because you got to go back to college to be able to enjoy what we thought was a good idea. So we made the call to have a sandwich or two hand delivered from the store, shop, or deli. Place that makes the magic happen is the closest thing I can put to what the name may have been, which isn't anything close to that, but I'm sure they won't mind because whatever the name was gets a five-star review in my book also for just about the same reason this chalkboard wine is so highly recommended. After hanging up the phone and telling my sister it will be about 30 to 45 minutes and watching her look at me as I smiled. She smiled back as it began to get funnier, get funnier and funnier to the two of us with every moment we had to wait until our sandwich arrived. It wasn't anything said on the phone. The man I spoke to seemed to be a fine young lad with high hopes and I'm sure genuine and solid aspirations to be something more than what he had done by assisting me in obtaining this ham and cheese that would be delivered by a man we assumed would have been called Brick with a K as the thought of somebody delivering a sandwich only but a block away is somebody I want to meet because he is somebody special like the chalkboard he's the brick as the brick would as my sister put it have a way about him this way about him told us that brick would be happy to deliver this sandwich brick would get it done in not so many words we knew in so many words as actually we went over the scenario again and again on how brick would actually go about this because of it being so foreign to us on what it would take to get this done with an ounce of pride or taking yourself seriously seemed impossible to anybody short of a man named brick because he would take this as a challenge in a doggone good one highly doodly ned flanders-esque style with a look that may have been a sign of the times or just something in the genes of us hannah kids but his hair would mimic that of a boy we knew who seemed to let it go for miles and was all right with that brick would also be all right with letting his hair go for miles and he would also talk in a manner that made no sense to normal people that understand this being the way that you kind of talk with a voice that comes between some sort of octave range that says you got things together you're all right brick's voice would be of a higher pitch and a wine type that was loud and annoying but if you knew this ahead of time boy were you in for a treat we had thought because brick was somebody special remember with a k not a c now this like the chalkboard is an experience and a feeling based just on a name but you must know there is so much more beneath that that carries those names to the level i speak of them on a higher one remember these are just sandwiches and that's all they'll ever be they're not really good sandwiches just sandwiches for my time i don't choose to spend it talking about food taking pictures of food or writing about food because it would be wasted and 
And remember that life moves a lot faster after 30, so my time is time I don't have to spend on that. These would just be sandwiches I'd be wasting all our time talking about if the one delivering them was of a name boring and forgettable, like someone named Tom. I would have forgotten this hour of my life for anybody other than Brick, because he sparked a truth about the world we live in. If a Tom came to the door, I would have tipped him. I would have forgotten him, and I would have moved on, hopefully in some ham and cheese bliss. I wish it was pastrami that I had, but I would have remembered that. Like the brick who brought this to my house, came to the front door, and turned out, lived up to everything we could have ever dreamed about. Someone going by the name of Brick could be the special kind of guy that delivers sandwiches. Did he really go by the name Brick? If you yelled it out, I don't think so. Even if he did, there's nothing wrong with that name. It's what he would have been used to, as that's his name. No, I'm sure it was something like Tom, but for that moment, in the story that we played out in our heads, he was fucking Brick. And goddammit, what an annoying son of a bitch he was. With that hair and that way about him that made you just want to ask him, how did you get like that? And what do I gotta do? to be you because the level where you live transcends those blissfully ignorant on the couch lapping up the lavish that is their life in the love that only a TV can provide and thankfully there's must-see TV Thursday because Seinfeld that's worth the wait. No, this is somebody better than that, more complex. One that you look at and say, god damn, brick, huh? I could see that. He's on a different level that inspires anyone that can see the nonsense that lives around us on this level. And Brick, as he doesn't exist, and the man delivering the sandwiches, surely was only the vessel for the experience to come to fruition and turn into a way that the once impossible was now something in reach. Because if I got up, not on the right side of the bed, definitely not on the wrong, but maybe that other one, that side you never thought to get up on, you might be looking at me saying, look at that brick. What's he up to? I don't know. Just doing stuff. And so it is, and so it was. Because the name brick is to chalkboard. As to chalkboard is to just about the right price I find to pay for a bottle of wine. Especially because I'm here to serve nobody astute and don't know anybody brave enough to call themselves a wine connoisseur around me and include judgment after. That would be just foolish. So $10, maybe a little under at $9.95, maybe a little over. Don't know what the tax was. Didn't pay much attention. Was about perfect. I only had hoped that no matter how I looked at it, yes, I would not have left duped, as it was reasonably priced. But the bonus is something I feared would get ripped away from me if I pursued my investigation any further into the lives of the men who made this chalky grape and named it with a board to come after. Odds are, they're not a couple people like me, laughing at words like brick, chalkboard. No, odds are. This chalkboard was on Ralph's mid-shelf wine selection next to the Menage a Trois and the Yellowtail directly below for a reason. Beginning with $300,000, if not more, just to get it presented to people like myself by the spots in the store that don't come cheap and don't like to have a bunch of gamblers paying rent. There's millions invested into that chalkboard. And the people behind that? aren't given handouts or laughing at names. So, to let it lie and die here is the best way I can do for me on keeping chalkboard good in my book. And right next to Brick is a funny name to laugh about when there's nothing else supposed to be funny anywhere around. That didn't fill you in a little better? What do you feel when I say the name Newt? Or if I call somebody Anvil or Rhine? 
Is there anything serious about any of those names that pops in your head? Does that seem like just another Joe to you if I were rattling off a roster? Joe? Here? John? Here? Billy? Right here. Rock? Right here. Jimmy? I'm over here. Anvil? Right here. Bob? Over here. Thorn? Right here. Mike? I'm right here. Like an IQ test, this was to test you. There were a couple filler words I spread around the real meat and potatoes. Or, if you're a fag, cock and balls may work better for you. I continued on with my example by the cock and balls comment. Being said out of the blue, but seriously and without a smirk. And like it made some more sense to you. And that I really was helping. And what already was convoluted enough with something so out of left field. Whatever direction you were going just got turned around. I could see that. But are you smiling? Or do you look like you're constipated? Either or, it's just me and I'm only talking. And these are words on my life, which remember, ain't that serious. So don't fight back, please, because weapons, they aren't. I want you to see what I see. It's worth it. I'm not pushing a belief on you or trying to spread a mixed-up ideology about some new way to get through life. Not by any means. I ain't asking, nor am I looking for clicks or your likes or shares. You can't sell this direction. It has to be found when the time is right and on your own if the direction is to be followed or at least tried out. Now, back to the people, the parts, and uh, the places, and the mix. Then the jumble... And then the task of finding which goes with that and who goes over what and why I'm in her to make it all come together. Like the brick did to fruition, as the phrase I just said would be the second time in this rant, you've heard it, and a chance for me to be honest once again and tell you that I don't really know the exact right way to use that because I don't know the exact meaning of that word. Just kind of something I think is a reason to use it and sound kind of smarter than I really am, which I'm not. And I'm not the word that got kicked off out of so many people's mouths this last decade and became a little piece of pop culture bullshit every time I heard it being said wrong as the narcissistic warriors spit it out my way, claiming to be trying to stop and help ones like myself who had suffered from everything that was it. Feeling better about all those syllables that spit out of their mouths. Once only used to saying words of the one-syllable brand, but now had that in their back pocket, which came with a soapbox and a feeling of worth, until it didn't, and now it's back to supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> that was just a moment to reflect on the drive in humanity and how we love to try, but refuse to fail, and would rather not know and say it wrong because it feels right, over not saying it at all and shutting up to watch somebody else make the mistake and have to play it out. There's no need to be anything more than what you wake up feeling like you kind of are. If you got to look up words to make a conversation feel right, you're getting high off the wrong spice. Get off the bath salts or you'll start eating faces. The tried and true is natural within you and comes out in just the right doses in all the right places if you just give it a chance. Sometimes the slow-moving stuff has the sounds that stays with us. And the fast is just like the ass, you could say. Be a good comparison to jumping on it, because you'll just end quick and forget everything about it. 
you got to go in the middle if you were to barter, and that is $10. Nothing short of the perfect price to pay for what you get. From the vineyard just outside of Modesto, and not to be confused with the two guys up the road, Carlos and Rossi, who seemed to have good always in front of their fortune. When it came to pulling out a dollar and a cent from this town, Rossi and Carlo, they were the masters that could pull out of anything, including 95% of the ladies of the night known to them simply as tax write-offs and necessary expenditures to maintain the sanity. Rossi and Carlo demand of every worker that's behind a grape in that business. And then there was the Gomorrah, but we're talking about Rotgut, Modesto, and enough pieces and places and parts of life already that I wouldn't recommend be trifled with by the likes of you. Because you, well, let's just say, you're not the trifler. I can already see that. Hopefully, though, you are one that understands what a chalkboard is to a brick. To name it. And then when you're done, drive on. But before, not after, you chalk up your system with the right choice. If we're buying wine, which I was recommending we get dollars, is just about right, give or take, for a cost-effective and practical drink you can buy and get on to be gone. Chalkboard, highly recommend it. Give it five out of five stars. Two thumbs up. Three, if I'm from the planet, awesome. I'm not, and I'm using one of my hands, so just take it from me. It's worth the Andy Jackson. Plus, it's worth a lot more than that. What happens if you end up coming home with a bottle of Cisco or Night Train, for instance? What's the public perception going to be about the person you're trying to play out? I don't believe anybody is that person anymore that doesn't live in a storm drain and isn't used to being woken up by the 5 a.m. storm that gets drained right through their master bedroom. Every time a man would have to wake up like that, he would need a little something to give him reason to not jump off the closest cliff he would be able to get access to and end that turbulent life that restarts every morning in the drain. Night Drain is a good and effective tool for anybody in that situation to reach a place where reason is going to block the way of making that walk to that cliff. And it's cheap enough that you can't have it all the time without putting a little work behind it to have it sometime. It's the structure of the vice in this country and separates the class, which separates who we are in it. Anybody saying otherwise has never been rich and been a part of a wine club, tasting the finer things in life, or woken up in a storm drain and responded only to the name of bum for a period of the time with one friend he knew he could always count on to get him through another endless day of watching people play out a better life than him. If I were to tell you what I think, I would say that I thought that didn't sound like you, and very unbecoming of a person who had got this far listening to all the beautiful, exciting little things that I've had to say. So, if my thinking is on point or par, depending on your game of choice, then what made you so obtuse? Easy answer, you don't get the bonus points because I'm giving it to you. That was rhetorical, and you were on Rotgut. It has a way about making a person want to use their fists and pull out their cock at the most inopportune of times for no other reason than just to give it some air. So the only other downside would be being in even the smallest, most minute, out there and vague, probably never going to happen way, associated with that town 
as the rot gut being the universal name for all items high in alcohol content, cheap in a 22-ounce can, the joy they bring to all the people who don't know. Normally, those people wouldn't be listening to me blab, so you're not one of them. Therefore, bite the bullet, penny pincher, and shuck out the coin if you don't care what people think. What if they begin to think another way about just a little piece of one of the parts of you? This may be a long shot, but you go under the $10 mark if we're talking wine and you're already deep into the fields or vineyards of Carlos and Rossi. And that being said, anybody in the vineyards of Carlos and Rossi are one of the people familiar with the town Modesto. Is that you? People start to talk. They tend to have that way about them. Sad to say, it's just the way it is. They're not going to confuse you with the underground rapper who was just looking for words and products that he knew to rhyme with the limited vocabulary afforded to him at the time, and with no patience to read one of those rhyming dictionaries he had heard of from his boys because, one, he can't read, and two, who had the time when there was all those bitches to be got and pimping to be done? That ain't you. Nobody could confuse even the idea of maybe? No, you don't fit the part. Like the $400 bottle of wine, is connected to the rich man and a reason why he bought that and how it got to be in his possessions is the same a person will begin to understand and over time know about you and your $5 bottle of what looked to be not of the Carlos and Rossi brand, but Modesto, California, definitely, as all the vineyards like that seem to come from around there. Why would this man be in Modesto? And I would go off on a long shot and think the only thing a person could do is grab something deep in the back of wherever in their brain handed them the Modesto file, probably archived in the furthest point never going to use or need again place that just got brought out of there, dusted off and into the forefront of normal life and how Modesto used to ring a bell and what was it that made it chime? Ding. You don't want people to find that answer and attach you onto it. Because is it worth it to take the risk that someone figures in their head, in their subconscious deep down, begins brewing the word Modesto, the town, the feelings they have about it, not good, and then you, all of a sudden, they're synonymous, leaving you to now deal with, for the rest of your life, answering questions that made no sense. But now that you've been asked them so many times, you're somewhat of a scholar and buff on these crazy little things that would never have happened if you would have just listened to me. Because how many times more can you answer the two questions that come up the most? Are you Mexican? Or you're not some strange fan of Scott Peterson in the mid-2000s when all the hype was about when he killed his wife. Which had a lot more to do with the times and all those 24-hour news stations just dying to find the next story that didn't have something to do with those towers falling down. Ashley Banfield's head looks like a square. And that's all I took home from the non-stop news blitz screaming about everything 9-11. I know the basics, I think, but I'm probably just like you and know that there was an up-and-comer, a real go-getter, and her name was Ashley Banfield. You don't even know your last two girlfriends' full name, but you know every day you couldn't avoid hearing what America 
because AB had to tell you about the state of New York on that day and the terror alert that followed. Never fluff and always to be taken seriously by the frames, which would now be trademarked to the AB brand as ones that complemented the shape of her head into one big talking piece of four-sided geometry that didn't have enough angles to crack a smile more than a rectangle. But serious, America took her. But we were just lying to ourselves and really only watched Ashley Banfield because of this innate fire that burns within us, still heterosexual men, which forces answers to the strangest of questions when it comes to everything new in the opposite sex. Ashley Banfield being a peculiar puzzle most of us thought worth the time to try and understand. And if lucky solved, when looking at a woman such as that, with presence so different at the time, we think of it and what you took from all that wasted time watching MSNBC because you thought it was cool to be liberal back in those days isn't going to be much more than a picture blocking everything and anything that looks like nothing Fox would ever dare put up because at least their bobbleheads got tits and features that all blend into the same piece of talking Tinder dates in Los Angeles that are really speaking to get across a point they've made about whatever but acting as if I had forgotten the key parts to the unwritten social contract. Anybody who goes on a Tinder date will find themselves locked into to activate this. All it says is that both parties have to make it through the part of the appointment in which you're either eating, drinking, or walking and talking away the nuances and subtleties so you can get down to business. This leads me to a bit of a crossroads in where I was going because puzzled I am of you which is how I came to be me because special you are in your own way as in a puzzle is what I see that I need to solve to understand the entirety of everything down to the last piece of the drop that is you now the kind of special is all dependent on how many pieces are in your box which brings up something that I must address as when I say you at the moment right now and speak of the puzzle that I'm trying to figure out. I am in fact talking to anybody who is listening and if you were to take offense at me talking about your box and telling you that I'm gonna find out what is in it then allow me to explain that we are not gender bias nor are we race bias nor are we phone bias a little bit towards Android but that's just because Apple sucks after Steve Jobs died, but everybody saw that coming. It's just, are you watching now? Because that fag Tim Cook is blowing loads all over that stock, just waiting for it to get caught up in a spider web. Truly masterful of a cocksucker in charge like himself. But if you're a fag, no problem. I'm not going out against you. So when I say cocksucker, take it as a compliment. And if you're a woman, take it as a compliment. Or take it as a fuck you. Take the cock, however you would like the cock, but don't be a sucker and suck in the cock, then try to spit the cock back out and tell me you didn't want the cock, or you didn't know the cock was coming, or the cock was too much for you to handle at that present time and I need to be gentle. Because gentle I am, but at times I get on a tear and the cock is a veritable force. 
sometimes needed to get the point across. So if it sticks in you hard and it hurts, then I got the point across on whatever I was trying to make. Because that point, I'm sure, needed a cocksucker. And you, cocked up and not wanting to be a sucker, need to let that bounce right off of you. This isn't rape here. I'm only talking and being topical. So if that chirps and erp in you from the new tits you just got, or the dick you got chopped off, and you're hanging out with Chaz Bono right now, tell him I said what's up, because that's a real man. Probably watching football kicking ass. I got nothing to say about the chicks taller than me with the dicks bigger than my brother. And they're taller than him too. My brother come to think of it, really looks up to a bunch of in-the-closet cocksuckers too scared to come out and share their feelings with the real cocksuckers or the straight motherfuckers caught in the closet just wanting to be the cocksuckers, but the cocksuckers are too many and they are too few in the courage department to man up, grab their cock, and say, hey, world, don't be a sucker. I was a fag all along, just hiding in the closet. Now you're fired. I'm the boss, remember? It's the power struggle. And the struggle, I wasn't talking about that struggle. Because that applies to people like myself also. But if you're black and that strikes a chord with you, then I'll say give me a note and a baseline and let's get it on. Because till the break of dawn, I is not trying to do anything back off of what I needs to get on. So with that saying on, I got 2% in me, let me get some reparations. Now was that enough? Or did you take offense because you were milk? And how milk sucks these days because they figured out what they did to it. And I'm sure natural milk is just dandy and swell, but nobody lives on a farm. Those people who live on a farm fuck their sisters and are named John Boy. Now, I'm not going to apologize for that because in the same way, I just called people on farms so unoriginal and unintelligent that they only name their sons John Boy because they in fact think Boy is his name and John the most common name in the English language or in the world at one point until it became mine Mike. Might offend them? No, I, I don't care because it won't because if it were true, they would never hear me and I doubt they will anyway because they're too busy drinking the good milk and fucking their hot sister with that crazy dad like the Indians. I'm not going to make fun of for lying about that tear being real in the commercial in 1988 and saying don't litter but those tomahawk chuckers gotta throw the tomahawk somewhere that's why they're chuckers what do you call that because they're not picking them up i've been to a reservation in arizona made a wrong turn at a safeway was my moment of reckoning as i reckoned i was the only white guy in there not carrying a tomahawk my opinion of uh, the mohicans because they were the last ones around isn't high not like the peyote and them sweat lodges they got going down but there's no fucking way in hell I'm tripping mescaline four days without a tomahawk. Or going on a farm just to drink milk if I got a fucking sister with a dad wielding a shotgun who surely will chase me out the house and shoot at me. It's not worth it. No pussy is that good. But if you take offense at pussy and me putting the word good with it right after comparing pussy to be good or something along those lines, then you're a bitch because... Pussy is good. Notice, I didn't say it's great, though. It's good. It's not the end-all be-all, like the ones holding the pussy believe that it is, but it's still swell, and it's enough to get the job done, that's for sure, but you always want more. You want a little more until you don't. And once you don't, then you just want everything and top it off with everything you could ever imagine, and then top it off with some stuff that shouldn't come out in the open, ever. But sometimes it does, until we get back into the fold, and there we are, back in the box, and we came full circle. Because, in the end, the one who draws the circles is the one with the box. And to get inside the circle is to understand an easier way of going about it. And saying to yourself, I kind of give up. I'm done. I've tried all I can try. I surrender. Take me as you want and want me 
as I come. But if you fail to meet that agreement and break your word, watch me become something so unlike the person you are laying in bed with right now. Because that person will have been gone until he is back, but once he is, you'll never want to see his crazy ass, pig fucking, whoremongering, cocaine annihilating, bloody nose, hocking up wads of tinfoil and charboy, junky ass, smelling like AIDS on the dick and strap on the ass. Sayonara, divorce, goodbye, try again next time, hon. And then he'll take the majority of that fault and he'll pay the majority of that support and the majority of that alimony. Actually, he'll just pay you all of the shit for something that everybody will blame him for. He may even have to go to a class or two to fix himself, get rid of them demons, because the devil made him do it. That's the reason he got himself right here today, talking to people in a circle. You'll never get brought up. You're just the sad, lonely one who married him, duped into believing your heart was a flutter, but really, he was cutting through it like butter, mongering, and parlaying, actually, and actually pimping. I believe at some points and everything else huffing poppers and sucking dicks sometimes in alleys in all of this under your ever watchful eye or was it because if you were so keen and sharp why am I telling you to eat carrots there's a poison and are you a doctor do you know how to get it out of us fucking cops man god damn never end Somebody right there is deep into something I'm kind of like going to talk about now. Because that person, that person getting chased right now, has got the poison deep up in him. And the poison has just begun. Because that chase just started. I know when they take off. He ain't got but three blocks, two fences, and dodged three or eight Rottweilers slash Pitbulls slash both mixed breed along the way. He's still got his shoes, maybe one, huffing it, puffing it, he's rolling. He may have his pants on, maybe he doesn't have anything on. A shirt, definitely. Socks, I'd put money on it. Those are key things you ain't leaving home without it. Because at least when all else fails, and you do get caught up, which you will. Maybe not today, maybe not for a while. They don't always get them the first try around here. They call this place the jungles for a reason. It's not what you think, it's because it's in and out, zipping, up and around. You can get away from a lot of stuff around here, and they'll never know. That's why they got so many helicopters. They're not out yet, so he's probably all right. Just a warning high-speed chase. As you can hear it from being yelled in the background, maybe he just simply had sex with that man's wife or daughter or both and didn't pay the bill as he left or refused to pay it while he was still there. That'll get you in some trouble. Coitus, where I live, ain't got for free. Don't get got that way around here. The women know what they got, and they know it's not the end-all be-all like the rest of you anything but they got something though they know that and they ain't giving away something for free because that would just make them white and if they were white they would be suckers therefore they gotta get something out of it anything you can is anything better than just a feeling the golden rule would not apply do unto others as they would do unto you would be tit for tat pay me get that service for price for dick for pussy and putting it in that'll cost you Whatever your water bill might be for this month. No more, no less. Your cable bill better be giving up anal. And if you want to go as far as getting that AC turned back on, you got to be okay to have a friend come in too, and uh, they'll not be using condoms. Not for air conditioning in LA. But that's just a speculation. Who knows what this man did? But he's gone, and you're looking for him. 
If you could see this man right now, you would see a demon battling his every move to try to get away from the debauchery that brought him here in a state of panic and running, obviously in trouble, not caught, but soon as he knows he will be and he'll have to pay the price. And he knows unless he's one of them real lucky few, which he ain't because he ain't got that much money. And yeah, he doesn't have that much to keep his girl from finding out this thing that is so out of character of him. He doesn't remember the last time he could have even thought about something like this except for it was around that time with his ex-girlfriend. What was her name? Like so many exes, it misses me, he thinks. But he can remember the moment when it all happened. This was what he was calling secretly to himself and every time he got to kick back a couple lines and thoughts of the wedding that was being planned around his best friend and girlfriend of seven years that you had known for the same amount ever since they met at high school or was it college something like that it was you who introduced them as a guy you don't pay too much attention to things like this because you got stuff like this weighing down on you destroying the chance to be happy but you do feel better strangely a little freer than you were before as you go back to thinking about the preparation for this wedding and living with your girl for the week up to that was a real chore it was a moment that lasted a whole week and one of the longest moments you'll never forget as a traumatic one it turned out to be with horrible consequences ending from its begin ah fuck scratch that it was exactly that time actually you remember the date and the time what was on tv that night and what you jerked off to after it happened later on because like everything else in life today, Google kept a good track of it for you. And your timeline, as you quickly pulled it up while catching a breather, actually zipped to it in a remember that day without you even asking it. That Google, smart and sharp, like somebody in Mensa with a blade that'll crack like a whip someday, but right now just saves us a little time. And time was not on your side at the moment. You should have known something was amiss the moment you disregarded red flag number one which is a sign of the times for the women in the sea of fish today to feel the need put kind of an addendum, I believe, or basically guidelines, things that you can do and things that you can't on said date if you were lucky enough to be that guy just like Thomas the Tank Engine who could. You were that guy that night, not really, but you secured future bouts in coitus. And that's all you were really looking for. You knew love would come, but you couldn't go looking for that as, like the video game Leisure Suit Larry told you many years before in EGA graphics, don't go looking for love because it's in all the wrong places. Another point in life you chalk up is an owl low moment that he taught you more than any teacher ever could. But you also weren't looking to just stay at home, so there was the middle ground because you were just like her. But you didn't put a disclaimer in front of your thing. You just were a normal guy. What you thought was good enough. You just said what you liked and what you kind of didn't like. You were a fan of uh, the walks on the beach, but you didn't feel like putting that because it seemed like who isn't a fan of walking on the beach? Only a cunt wouldn't like to do something like that. And no, you definitely weren't a cunt. And you were confident in that, so you just didn't put it. Because you could tell a cunt the same way you could tell a child molester, just by looking at their face. At first glance, there's something evil and amiss from a cunt. And you'll have to say that word and call them that. It's an uncontrollable need to do so because they're so wrong in how they do everything else. You looked in the mirror at least twice a day if you were being generous with how you gave a poop on 
the little things about your face that some might be a little more particular on. Because you were no Rudger Howard, not by a long shot, but no one would have mistaken you for Machete, Danny Trejo, even if you were at the store eating the best white Mexican food I've ever had. No, they wouldn't do that. You're more of a uh, white Charles Barkley, but not as tall, and with a smaller head, but still the shape of it puts you in a Barkley category. Third year into his uh, troubled career, that's about where I see you. That's not too bad, because you can go either way from here. Barkley just kind of landed shy where he could have been. I think his attitude was more of a what he excelled at rather than the game itself. But, you know, what do you expect from something that comes from Phoenix? Exactly. Now, being that you're of the uh, Barkley pedigree, then you know your options because you don't have that Barkley money, so they're limited unless you put in some serious effort, which always made you say, fuck, just like you're thinking now and still saying under your breath, fuck, in a Barkley moment again. But you've gotten used to him at this point. You kind of knew how to play your cards. With this one, you played him just the way you need to play him. You said not too much and weren't that smart. You didn't outwit her or bring up anything too wordy or unique or don't think about unique. You let her feel as if she really was Superwoman, like they all used to be back then and are now, in their minds. Not letting her on to know that simple laws of nature will always favor you in a battle at your most animalistic. And in the end, just like the beginning, that's all that counts. The brains will always fall victim to the brawn. And the bully and the nerd will never die. Life. But she gave it to her and let her have a slice of it. Later on that week, you were having some pizza. You forgot your wallet, which was just your move that you'd like to pull on the first date, which you were so good at. It was very believable and your sincerity generally got you some points, if not a cure or an antidote for the night. You knew what you were up to. You fucking knew. Goddamn right. Now, she didn't give you the full antidote. She stopped just at the tip, but the frustration excited you and you came back for more. Fuck it. At that point, once the empty promises of what may happen after that ring comes on her finger never came to be, you'd wished you were smarter than your limited Barkley way about you. Because the anger always took over and didn't give you a chance to have a roll in the hay with somebody worth it damn. Because they'd see your cheap parlor tricks coming two miles away. Never walked more than a mile except that one time to get a cheeseburger. No woman was no cheeseburger. You were out of luck and stuck with her. And her empty promises, which are lies. And uh, everything to do with them. So, what do you do? Well, get fucked, right? Pretty much. But life isn't that beautiful to let us see it coming in that way. Only it is when the hindsight kicks in is when the learning starts. Up until that point, you're just dunking all over the place, not even thinking about five fouls and you're out and you're teetering on four for a while. And in this last week that led up to this, as Google also pinpointed this out for you, is pictures itself break it down. It didn't seem fair that this always happened. It seemed like you gotta win one of these rounds, right? If you remember, Barkley never won an NBA championship, neither will you. Hey, uh, it's uh, good to be here. Best to not know you, and if I did, I'll answer when this is over whether it was glad or I am glad on whether it was to know you or best not to. And you'll know if what I'm saying right now is our separate ways are meant to be when I go mine at the end of this and you go in whatever direction yours truly is. At this time, I'm going to ask you to take a seat and then ask myself the question, does it matter either way? Well, you tell me. And Think of it as a warm-up to what follows after proving you do in fact know what the word rhetorical means. 
rhetorical. Do you know what that means? Those people who submitted their answers in the traditional manner, as we humans have been conditioned to blindly do, with one-word noises out of cardboard faces that are most certainly attentive and anxious to hear proof that dogs really are men's best friend. My name's Pavlov, like the one in the story about you, and I am here to administer the only test that counts in your life when pertaining to you as a person. Not a dog, so sit upright, remember I asked? And that OS that boots you up every morning? Let it take over. Now, how many people only heard two letters that in no way or any lifetime, which includes memory of a past one and or Buddhist plan for the one waiting for you directly after this one, or a life that's less lived or worth dying for as just another that gets chalked up as simply another, very simple waste of good chalk and unanswered questions circling around in my head in the same fashion that they would and did as I asked why to myself before suiting up to be in front of you when I was me, before becoming the Russian example and speaking in a language that Westerners use as their cue to change the channel. Tits, ass, cocaine, video games, hamburgers, Iowa test of basic skills, answer sheets, directions to where the cheapest sex slavery dens are on this side of the border. Nobody wants the American slaves working off their fake visas in Juarez through blowjobs and bukkake. Why the hell do you think they jumped the border in the first place? And the words should be included to solidify and make sure that you're going to stick around and include yourself in today's activities. Nigger, kikes, and cunt will be swapping places with equality, Hollywood, and wives, or wife. For an example, Denzel Washington was spotted in Hollywood walking with his wife. Now that would be replaced with another nigger was caught in kikewood with my cunt wife. As you can see, the PC has been skewed to interest you. Now did I reel you back in or lose it all with way too much shock and very little value? Or did I just ask that to serve as a precursor for me segueing right back to here? Now you're stuck and don't worry, not out of luck. It's almost over. Do you tell yourself that same statement and really mean it more than any times a week? Do you find it comforts you? It makes you feel a little more alive to know that the end is right around the corner. What do you know about a corner? What do you know about a lot of things? Do you tell people or feel the need to let others know that you're good at conversation and by saying that you're also a smart person and following that or proceeding as you would say or a post past the precursor to the previous statements would be a bit of an outline that you have mastered as mastery is also on that list along with Aikido. Do you like to do Aikido? How many of you uh, tell a fish story? How many of you know what a fish story is? How many of you just thought of the movie Big Fish? And then thought it was a swell story but not enough sex? How many of you are turned off by any movie that doesn't have sex? How many of you are making a face like, not me? And how many of you really said, that's me? Because if anybody said, that's me, then you're addicted to pornography and you've already been weeded out. You need to kick that habit. A little bit of anything, not bad. But you, you in fact cannot do anything, even watch a movie, if it doesn't have your fix. That's horrible and you will die. That's like a heroin addict not being able to eat dinner without munching on some heroin. No, even they eat dinner. You're just sick and you need help. Get on heroin. At least then you could watch a movie. Right now, 
I don't even know how you withhold and contain in the matter without some sort of nuclear fusion going on because you're not of this earth. How many of these people are sitting right next to somebody that's not of this earth and may very well spontaneously combust into a pile of hell dust nuclear fusion mixed with boson particles and some other shit Stephen Hawking made up to justify him not being any more retarded than how he looks. How many of you people hear the name Stephen Hawking and just think what he says is right? How many of you people have been to the universe beyond the stars? How many of you people have seen Starman? How many of you people like Jeff Bridges? How many of you people have been further into the universe and across the stars than Neil Armstrong? How many of you people even got as far as Buzz Aldrin? How many of you people know what the second law of thermodynamics is? How many of you people think that you're dynamic and or that laws we make hold any sway beyond our atmosphere? How many of you people just said yes because what we say goes? Well, how many people didn't take a physics course and don't understand what gravity does? It holds shit down. How many people are thinking about space and stuff flying away? How many people know that anything made on this earth, used to gravity, and the pull that it has, wouldn't stand a damn nanosecond out there in the great beyond? It would go into the abyss. How many people dare to judge me or get quantum with me? How many people thought of rehab when they heard the word quantum? How many people read The Secret? How many people laid in their dark bedroom on the basement floor and manifested some shit? How many people did it actually work for? If you are optimistic, how many of you like the word optimistic? How many of you know any other word that sounds just as good that you are able to use in a sentence right now? And how many just moved to the next popular therapeutic buzzword of the decade that we can thank none other than behemoths looking to justify their presence and mass on this planet that the rest of us take up one-third as much space and by saying that consume one-third as much everything and by saying that have a reason Put anybody who meets the qualifications of what in fact is a behemoth, then life in the outside world around anybody who doesn't meet the criteria might be a little tough. It might make you a little self-conscious. How many of you are self-conscious? How many of you know the two things that I'm talking about? How many of you are stating the only question you really ask 56 times a day, abbreviated? WTF, Oprah Winfrey, just to name one, but to name one behemoth is like naming three Ricky Lakes at the point when she wasn't quite a behemoth. But now, since I named Ricky Lake, it's like I named six of me, or 32 Callista Flockharts. How many of you people thought that bombed? How many of you people thought that I dropped a bomb? How many of you people are thinking about making a bomb? How many of you people think that you can do what Ted Kaczynski did? You're better than him. How many of you people simply say, all I have to do is look crazy, grow a beard, and run off to the great beyond? How many of you people can write? How many of you people can read? How many of you people have written a manifesto and or know what a manifesto is? And how many of you people have ever tried to go more than five days without shaving your beard? And speaking of beards, how many professors do you know that teach at Harvard 
How many people do you know that have gone to Harvard? Do you know anybody that's made it through Harvard? That would be quite an accomplishment to know at least that person and to say, I know somebody that did that better than Bill Gates or that Facebook guy. How many people still think their name will live on when they drop the bomb? How many people know that before he dropped the bomb or wrote the manifesto, he went to Harvard, Ted Kaczynski. So to get Kaczynski with it, you in fact would have to at least get accepted to Harvard to be on his level. The Unabomber, Ted, the same one which all talks are based off of, Ted Talks. And he started with the manifesto, and he started at Harvard, and he started from people messing with him. And how many people understand that, not the Harvard part, but the TED Talks thing? I'm messing with you. How many people are gullible? How many people can shrug it off? How many people like to get off? And how many people tend to get themselves off with more than a shrug, but kind of like a tug? How many people realize that an email bomb is not the same as a letter bomb? So, how many people understand what a parcel is? How many people know anything about ignition fuses or timers that Die Hard 1 hasn't taught you? How many people have graduated high school, have got their GED, written anything past the last ounce of school they had to suck down? How many people say, life sucks? How many people need something to look up to? How many people want to look up to somebody? How many people want to have a reason? How many people already know that from what I just said, Ted Kaczynski is somebody to look up to because he's done everything you couldn't do. But with enough time, perseverance, and crazy, you just might. Give it time. How many people are going to give it time? How many people like the cliche or the saying, it'll work out in the end? How many people are thinking of the Bible and a quote, this too shall pass? How many people read too many posters on counselors' walls? How many people do all their reading off things that are on walls and that's it? How many people know where to get GHB? How many people have friends online that you jerk off with and you call them a jerk off buddy? How many people talk about current events and the latest odds, ends, and gossip with that same guy? How many of you guys are looking at another guy's cock talking about about current events while stroking your cock and being able to retain that information, compute it in your head and answer in a logical and thought out way that conveys that you are really paying attention and you are one of note and mention when it comes to conversations and your ability to have a clear and concise and doggone good one. How many people are the reason we have conversations when you're talking to that friend on your lunch hour? How many people go longer than the hour? How many people pay for America Online to do all this? How many people got mad? How many people know what the fuck I'm talking about? How many people just started using computers when they just started making them easy? How many people remember what a BBS is? How many people pose as a girl online so that they can secretly extract dick pics from other men? And how many people have done it to their brother or their friend? How many people are looking at their friend again right now saying, let me see your pictures? How many people have friends that won't let them see their pictures? How many friends think that they're being played for a fool when the pictures are shown, but it's 
the obvious fake vault that he's showing you and not the real place where all the pictures are going because you were the one that recommended this to him just for situations exactly like this and now he's playing you for a fool how many of you want to uh, beat the shit out of him with the sledgehammer go to the garage they'll have something to fit the build hey uh good to be here glad to not know you because i got a couple questions and it's best if we remain impartial how many of you people know what impartial means how many of you are just nodding your head acting like i know what that means but really you're only doing it to impress the person that's to the left or right of you or more importantly to feed that sick narcissism engine that makes you go i think i can i know i did every day it was for the guy behind you because maybe this was being played in a lecture hall and or auditorium where a lot of people gathered around how many people were like huh and gave a little half smirk condescending looking smile when i just said that because of how ridiculous that could have ever been as it was impossible how many people know how many syllables is in that word i'll count to four giving you time to think 1001 1002 1003 1004 do you need more how many people quickly were able to rhyme four with more and not think of whore as the next word they could use to continue the next big number one hit in sentences that nobody wants to listen to how many people are listening to me and not at work how many people feel me patting you on the back right now with a glove on how many people use gloves when you carry lie how many people know what i'm talking about when i talk about lie how many people are lying in the sense that they're lying and not telling the truth therefore fibbing about the knowledge or knowing or using because it would be misusing unless they were hoping somebody would ever want to believe they were into soaping but there is only one tyler durden which they are not so you're just a killer a serial one at that that carries lie around you sick fuck how many of you are sick fucks how many of you killed cats i'm gonna ask you a couple questions let's take a lie detector we're gonna go quick it's a new age type of thing it's a millennial experiment meant for everybody not just the millennials i just took their word because it's hip how many of you know what a uh, hip is how many of you have a beard how many of you drink natural ice and call it natty ice and know what it is and enjoy it or they drink pabst how many of you know what pabst is how many of you like pabst how many of you you consider Pabst a quality brew with just enough hops. How many of you are hopping fucking mad that I'm saying this? How many of you prefer the iPhone to anything Android because it's Apple and well it's Apple? How many of you know that that's just a retarded answer that merits no response other than a fist in the middle of your face compounding then going back and hitting again until it goes all the way through your oblong melon shaped head? How many of you thought about melons right then and or the movie City of God from the reference? had a chuckle, and then thought about a couple other things that go down in Brazil that don't include God, just a city. How many of you know what the fuck I'm talking about? Or how many of you were just thinking about some Anne Heche movie? How many of you are named John or Mike? How many of you are named Mike? How many of you are out there being douchey and giving me a bad name? How many of you fucks don't even know that you're being douchey? This is a test for men. It is a proficiency in life and your ability to find a place in it which shall prove adaptability and times that with a little growth, put some nurture on top and then stomp it down with some good old fashioned Nietzschean truths. Cause whatever doesn't kill you will only make you strong. And this right here is meant to do just that. Shall 
shall I begin with only asking that you answer honestly or to the best of your ability on whatever thought process might tell you to answer another way, something more typical of you. If you have a friend around, only that much better. Peace, goodwill, and best of luck. This is the human test, the one every guy should take so that he can be able to understand the person he really is. Many of many of you uh, pay for everything your significant other has to do to not live in a fucking box or shit out in the stream or piss in that same stream or eat around that same stream or work on the side of a highway which means holding a cardboard box one half of their house with black sharpie on it saying spare change i didn't have anybody to dupe like you so i ended up here how many of you are dating a could be bum once bum how many of you are being taken how many of you got tooken how many of you still haven't had sex with the woman you married how many of you have only had 15 minutes of sex with the person that you're with ever and i'm talking all the times that you may have really laid that pipe broken the bed or whatever it's only amount 